God's good and nature is just beautiful and I just uh, am amazed all the time at uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the things that God has made and uh, that's what Psalm 139 is about if I find my notes here somewhere. Um, I didn't, I really didn't know. I thought he may have a special speaker. And, um, but uh, uh, <clears throat> Psalm 139, uh, we'll look at verses uh, 13 through 16 and hold your place in Hebrews uh, chapter 9 there. We'll read a verse out of that uh, as well. But the Bible says, for thou hast possessed my reins, in verse 13, thou hast covered me in my, in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. And then Hebrews chapter 9 Verse 27 should be familiar to you. And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. We uh, ask you, Lord, to uh, guide us in uh, uh, what we uh, say tonight. And, Lord, what we think, clear our minds. And, uh, Lord, that we may think upon you. And, Lord, uh, your mercy and your goodness and uh, God, how good you have been to us. And uh, Lord, we don't deserve uh, anything that uh, you've given unto us, especially your dear son, Jesus Christ. But Lord, we're thankful for it tonight. You had mercy on us, uh, Lord, when we didn't deserve it. I pray tonight, God, we would see uh, how good you have been to us. And uh, Lord, just lift you up in praise and worship. It's in Jesus' name I make my prayer this evening. Amen. I want you to picture yourself tonight as I was doing some, uh, just doing my daily devotionals and Kim and I, um, we've kind of got a daily devotional book that we share uh, <clears throat> during the course of the week. And um, But I want you, I, I kind of pulled this from that uh, and, and read my devotion. Um, I want you to picture yourself tonight driving, driving along the highway like most of us do at some point. And you see that dreaded sign that says road construction ahead. We've all been on the interstate uh, going down the road and we see the signs and it says five miles ahead, road work. And when construction's there, we come two miles, come to the one mile, and then you enter in that begin construction. And as you enter in that construction zone or that site that you're on there and uh, you want to get off of that construction site as soon as you can, get back up to normal speed uh, where you're going and the things that you're doing. Along that site, you follow the detours and mile by mile, cautionary signs until you come to the last one. And it says, end of construction. And we get to that point, the end of the road work, end of construction. <clears throat> the simple truth of the matter is, Every human being is under, some, is under construction from conception unto death. That's why I read Psalm 139 there. And uh, each life is made up of mistakes and learning, waiting and growing, practicing patience and being persistent in the things that we do. And at the end of that construction, death. We've completed the process. 
This says this is the finality of the accomplishment that we have in this life. While we can't add any more to our experience, believers in Christ have the hope of hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I'll be glad one day and hopefully one day be able to hear my Savior say those words unto me. Several views here are held on Psalm 139 that I read to you in reference to those verses, verses 13 through 16, whether they are a direct reference to the creation of Adam or the birth of man in general from the figurative sense. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to let you be the judge of what that says based upon your study of the Word of God. But what I can say is, is that in verse 13, it says that I was uh, covered in my mother's womb. I know that I was covered in my mother's womb before birth. I know that I was fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous was the Lord's work in making me. And that's not just me, it's in you, the human body itself. What a marvelous work it is that God has given us the body that we have today. When we think about what this body can do, what we can hear, what we can see, what we can touch, how the body uh, uh, can heal itself and the things that uh, we're able to do. Only a God in heaven could do such a marvelous work in creating a body like we have today. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for the, uh, all the other marvelous things that he's done. I do know that in these verses it says, My substance was not hid from the Lord. I was formed in secret from the rest of the world. You know that when I was formed in my mother's womb, that I was formed in secret. Nobody else knew what was going on. But God knew what he was forming in the womb. And God knew when he made me that one day that Mike Flynn was going to try Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that Mike Flynn was going to marry Kim Rader, that Mike Flynn was going to have a son, his name would be Andrew, that Mike Flynn would have a grandson, his name would be Reese, that Mike Flynn would be on this stage tonight preaching that. I was hid in secret from the rest of the world, but God has revealed that. I'm glad tonight that God has revealed to me also the plan of salvation through his marvelous book that he has given me tonight. Thank God for, for that. God hides some things from us in order that we might look for those things and find those. You can find some of the secrets from the Lord in his book tonight if you'll get in that book and study that book. The Bible says there, and he saw me and he knew I was unperfect before I was born. And my name was written in the book of life. <clears throat> and if I had not received his gift of salvation, my name would have been blotted out. Thank God tonight that I received Christ's free gift of salvation. I know that. And I know that based upon uh, what I heard this morning in the preaching that uh, uh, Brother Muncie provided, that heaven is my home. I have a hope tonight. And I can joy in that hope. That's why I can say without a doubt, if we look in verses 17 and 18 of this same psalm, it says, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. Do you realize that God is, is uh, thought about you, that God cared about you, that God thought about me? It amazes me that the creator of this universe, the one that created me and the thing, he thought about me. He cared about me. 
God cares about us. And then we see there, how great is the sum of them? The sum, the how many that there are and that uh, uh, we can add those up. He said, if I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. You know, when I put my head down on the pillow at night, I tell, <clears throat> I've told Kim and, and, and I tell those that work for me, you know, I'm not going to make the best decisions every day. I may not do the things that are right every day. But what I do want to do is knowing that I could put my head on the pillow at night, knowing that I did the best that I could do. And when I wake of a morning, guess who's still with me? Jesus Christ is with me. And if I don't open my eyes, I know uh, uh, where I'm going to be. I thank God that I can rest on that promise tonight, knowing that God, uh, he, he cares about me. And when I awake, I am still with the Lord, no matter what happened the day before. He is the same today as he was yesterday, and he'll be the same forever. I serve the same God that's written about in this Bible right here. The Bible says if you reject the Lord and his salvation, then your name is blotted out of that book. Now you can go back over to Exodus chapter 32 and see what Moses uh, uh, says about that. In verse 32, Revelation 20, uh, 12 and 15, and Revelation 21, 27, it talks about that book. Brother Brad's preached a message before on the books that are there. But one of those books is the book of life, and your name's in that book of life. And if you reject the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you're not saved, your name will be blotted out of that book. You cannot reject him and your name stay in that book. And I encourage you tonight, if you're not saved, don't reject God's free gift of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept him as your own. Moses probably penned it best in saying, that all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Job said, yet man is born in trouble as the sparks fly upward. You know, uh, <clears throat> there's a message that uh, I've preached before, and it's the tale that will be told about you, and all of our lives are a tale that will be told. What will your kids tell about you? What will your friends tell about you? He said, teach us to number our days that we apply our hearts unto wisdom. You know, we don't, we number our days. We number our days for what we want to do most of the time, but we don't number our days for what God would want us to do. You know, construction, as I was talking about, construction never stops in society. There's always something going on. We're always building something, improvements, plans, better things. You read the book of Hebrews and it talks. That's the book about better things. There was a better covenant. There was a better mediator. There was a better priest. God, uh, Jesus Christ was uh, uh, the better thing in that book. But whether it be highways, bridges, buildings, and so forth and so on. You know, we as Christians ought to be living our life as the same way. Your beginning of construction was the day that you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. God's constructing 
tonight. You're, you're, you're a work in progress. You haven't perfected it yet. You may think you're there, but you haven't. I may think that I perfect, I haven't perfected anything yet. God will perfect that which is needful in me when God uh, returns and I, I'm with the Lord forever. God will perfect that. The Bible says that we were shaping in iniquity and sin did our mother conceive us, born uh, into sin, but able to be saved by the glorious hand of Jesus Christ. Sin had a hold on me, but when God got a hold of me, God blotted out all that sin. He covered it in his precious blood, and now I've been washed free from all that sin. I've learned a lot from my secular jobs that I've had uh, and that that I use in my life. Uh, God doesn't just put you in a secular job so you can make money and do things. God puts you in these things so you can learn. You can use godly principles in those jobs that you have. And God's put me in uh, positions to uh, be a, a, of an influence on people's lives, to uh, be an influence in the things that go on, and hopefully to be a positive influence and be an influence that God would be pleased with. There's a, to, a term that we use in the uh, construction profession that uh, I've been in, and that one is asset management. And uh, uh, that basically means you're properly managing the things that you own and maintain. And, and I have to say that a lot of the things that I've seen, it's been inadequate as far as the asset management that has been there. And probably, and here's how God laughs at you. God took my worst boss that I ever had, the, the meanest boss I ever had, I'll say it that way, the, the roughest one that I ever had, and he taught me these principles through, through that guy. God doesn't always, he, he, we think that we're going to learn everything uh, from the easy ways in life. God teaches us probably the most from those that are the hardest on us in life. Those trials and troubles that we've got to go through. And I went through torture for quite some time uh, uh, with the, the gentleman that was uh, directly over me. And some of you know who I'm talking about, and I'm not going to mention names. But, uh, but asset management, not letting things fall down around you. And uh, being proactive versus reacting to situations. Uh, You know, doing things before it has to be done. A good project manager makes all those things uh, in construction management like that much easier. And Jesus Christ is our mediator and intercessor in the Christian life. And we often don't utilize the tools that the Lord has given us in order to uh, uh, build in our Christian life. And the first order of business in asset management is inventorying what you have. Inventorying what you have. You can't manage something if you don't know what you have. You've got to understand where you're at. You've got to be truthful with yourself where you're at in your Christian life. You've got to inventory yourself. The Bible teaches us what? To examine ourselves, whether we be in the faith or not. To examine ourselves in order that we can uh, 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 prove ourselves. He says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. The David said over in the Psalms, examine me, O Lord, prove me, try my reins and my heart. God wants you to examine yourself tonight. I tell you to take an inventory of yourself tonight. You heard the pastor this morning 
when those were up for praying. And you can say whatever you want. I don't want to come up front. I don't like going up front. I don't like praying. Uh, they go up there for a show or whatever. You know what? With the things that we got going on in church, the people that are sick, the people that are going through things, our whole church ought to be up here on the altar praying for people. You've got something to pray about. You've got family you need to pray for. We need to cry a little bit. We need to shed a tear. I shed tears all the time. I know you all think I'm a big whiny butt, but you know what? I really just don't care. God knows my heart. God knows my compassion for those things. And we need a little bit more compassion about the things that are going on here around us and quit worrying about what's going on with us at home. God's got people all around us that are going through troubles and that need him. We ought to examine ourselves and see where we're at. Try my heart, Lord. Try me and see where I'm at. You know, after we take that inventory, it's time to start prioritizing our lives. You know, you, you can't get everything done at once. And uh, <clears throat> from the secular perspective, and I sure found this out, for one, you can't afford to do it. And normally, you don't have the resources to do all the things that you need to do. So you develop priorities and start down a path of improvement. So, and we can in, implement that in our Christian life. And uh, we grow in, in our Christian life day by day. We grow every day. You ought to be growing in, in the Lord. Uh, uh, the brother, uh, brother Darrell uh, spoke about it this morning in Sunday school class. And as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. The Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You know how I know a lot of times when I'm right with God, when those things around me, and those people around me, those things that normally cause me problems, I'm at peace. There's peace that, that, that's there. And, and God provides that peace that's there. And, and, and you prioritize it. There's, there's things that you need to prioritize in, in your life. And once you prioritize the things that you need to do in, in life, you start implementing those things. And, and, and we, we do this in the, uh, in the construction industry. That means you're being a doer of the word and not a hearer only. You hear what I'm saying tonight, but it's going to do you no good if you don't implement it in your life. It does us no good to put a plan together and, and, and put a book on the shelf down there at City Hall or in the utility and put the book up on the shelf and say, well, we did a good plan. We'll put it up here 10 years later. We'll look at it. Well, we do the same thing with our Bible. We come to church on Sunday and we take our Bible and we put it in the car. We never take it out of the car till we get back to the church service the next day. It does you no good sitting in the car. It does you no good when the preacher tells you to go out and knock on somebody's door, send somebody a card, or talk to somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ, and you don't do it. What do we do? We're not prioritizing. We don't see the need. We're not a doer of the word. We're here only. We're deceiving our own selves. Once you've started prioritizing, you implement. And that means that you're doing something. The Bible tells us that we're to study to show ourselves approved. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. 
The Bible says, pray without ceasing. The Bible says, visit the fatherless and the widowless, uh, the widows and their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. You know, funding is normally the most important issue when it comes to asset management and construction. You know what your most important asset is? Time. Time. Time is your most important. The thing that's most valuable to you. Carving out time. And we all have to carve a piece of time out in order to do the things that the Lord wants to do. You know, there's things that I don't necessarily like to do as a Christian. Okay? I'm not saying I don't love the Lord, that I don't want to be uh, 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 faithful unto the Lord, that I don't want to. But there's certain things, there's other things I like to do. And you've got to carve out the time because you either want to be pleasing to the Lord or you want to be pleasing to man. And I would hope that you would want to be uh, pleasing to the Lord. The Bible says, redeem the time because what? The days are evil. And knowing the time that now is a high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Redeeming the time. Time. We all have uh, a few numbers, and most of you know all these. 365 days, 24 hours, uh, 1,440 minutes in a day, 525,600 minutes in a year. What do you do with the time that God gives you? Do you use it uh, prudently? Do you use it in a manner that God would be pleased with your time? I can say that... Uh, I don't use my time as, uh, <clears throat> as good as I should use it. But God has given us all. You know, there's two mo- the most important days in a man's life. It's the day he was born and the day he realizes, realizes why he was born. And that's serving the Lord Jesus Christ. When you realize that you were born to give praise, honor, and glory unto the Lord Jesus Christ after you're born again. That's the most important thing that you can do in this life. That's where you're going to gain success. That's where you're going to be successful in this life. We all want to succeed in this life. And I want to succeed on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. I read a portion of scripture in Joel this week. And as I read that portion of scripture, God convicted my heart immediately when I read this. And I'd never seen it in this scripture. And I'd read it, Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. The Bible says, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. Now, I want you to listen to this next part because I never caught it. And rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. He said, rend your heart and not your garments. You can put on a show. You can rend all these things. You can uh, uh, say that I'm doing all this. But you get down to business when you rend your heart. God wants your heart tonight. He doesn't want 
the, the show that you put on, the things that you, you can do. God made, you were marvelously made. God made this body. He can let you, allow you to do anything. But you know what God wants? He wants that. He wants your heart tonight. Rin means to cut it and tear it and take it into pieces. God wants your heart tonight. He doesn't want all the other things, the ancillary things that come around it. He wants your heart. He was talking to the children of Israel there, uh, the Jews that were in captivity as they were coming out. And he was wanting them to get right with the Lord Jesus Christ and, and rend their heart and repent him of the evil that you had done. That's what America needs to do. You want to know what America needs to do tonight? They need to repent of the evil that's out there. The evil that they're doing. The evil that we do. The evil that I do. The evil thoughts that I... I can't say that all my thoughts are, are pure and, 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 and I do all the things that God would want me to do tonight. You're, you're kidding yourself tonight if you think that your heart's not evil. Your heart is evil. It's wicked above all. God knows you. He knows me. We oftentimes don't look at it that way. We get to the end of the road. We get through that construction. And it says, construction is in. We're at the end. And then we get to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And that is it appointed unto men wants to die. But after this, the judgment. You know, you're going through construction tonight. You may not say that you are. You're at some point in construction. You're either in upheaval. <laughs> you've just started. You just got saved. You just, uh, you've just rededicated your life. <clears throat> You're at some point. I ask you tonight, what are you doing? What are you doing to improve in, in, in your Christian life? I would encourage each and every one of us tonight. God wants your heart tonight. Uh, <clears throat> keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. God wants you to give your heart tonight. He talks about, Paul talks about it all through his uh, epistles. And he talks about the bowels. He talks about the inside of you. They don't talk about the things. The, the, our body is, it has infirmities and weaknesses of all. God wants that inner, inner part of you where the Holy Spirit dwells in, in there and, and, and talks to you. God wants you to give him that. And he wants to help you in the battles that are there. I'm proud of a lot of the things personally, that I, I was able to accomplish, that I've been able to accomplish in my <clears throat> secular life as far as my work. But what I'm most proud of is the accomplishments that I was able to make because God allowed me to be a witness for him in my secular life. That's the things that are important. God doesn't, all, all the things that we, we've been able to build over the years and the things, it, it, it's, it's all great. And it, 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 it's, it's one, but at the end of the day, what matters is, is somebody came before, uh, got their heart right with the Lord. Somebody got saved. I made a difference. God helped me to make a difference in somebody's life because I hid his word in my heart and I was able to give an answer to every man that asketh me of the hope that is in me. That's what we're supposed to do tonight. That's what God wants you to do tonight. I would encourage you to rend your heart tonight and see where you're at. And if you need to get some things right with God, I would encourage you to do that as we stand to our feet. <clears throat>